message. Keep the faith this morning. Here we go. We're in the book of Jude. All right. Look at that. Wow. It looks like it's going to be a rough message with that thing in the way. Come on. Realize the danger. Not believing truth and not believing the Bible and saying, well, all roads lead to heaven. Well, whatever. It doesn't really matter. That's a dangerous position. God calls it apostasy. It's not called, well, we should all just get along, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and whatever works, works. Well, that's not God's way. God had one son. His name was who? Jesus. All roads don't lead to heaven. Well, how do you know that, Clark? Because Jesus himself said, I am the way, the life, the truth. No man comes to the Father but by who? Me. Clear as crystal. For God so loved the world that he gave his only what? Begotten son, not like 99 sons. He had one. Y'all got it? Yes or no? You need to realize the danger of apostasy. The obvious danger is you're going to go to hell. Whoa. That's danger, isn't it? Say. And living a life that's not true and living and believing in a God that's not real as some figment of your imagination, that's a dangerous way to live your life. And Jude is talking about that. So it's tough. Realize the danger. Let's go with the message. This little book of Jude was originally intended to be a nice letter. If you read the first two verses, he was talking about salvation, and it's really great, and he's encouraging us. But then it talks about how he was moved by the Spirit to write about end-time things and apostasy. And he was moved by the Holy Spirit. So Jude really wanted to be a nice guy. <laughs> but the Lord touched him. And see, when you the Bible that we have is... It's not just a book uh, written by men. You don't believe that book just written by men, do you? Well, it's, it's a book that's written by men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And God breathed the Scriptures. And so that's how we have our Bible. So God the Holy Spirit had other plans for this man Jude in this little small book, the last book before the book of Revelation in the Bible. So Jude wrote a what? A what? Stern warning. Hey, Captain, how you doing? He took me over on the ferry. How you doing, Captain? Good to see you, buddy. So Jude wrote a stern warning to the church about what? Apostasy. And that's a word we don't talk about a lot. So what is apostasy? Apostasy is a deliberate turning away and departing from the what? We talk about America many times. Well, boy, boy, America used to be this, and America was this, and we prayed in school. And, you know, we even, how many ever had Bible verses when you grew up in your schools? Can you remember some of that? Sure you did. Well, America, well, now so has America gone, so has the church. There used to be churches that taught the truth. Y'all hear me, yes or no? And they believed the Bible. How much of it? All of it. And they believed that it was a God-breathed book, and it wasn't a, just that anything goes. So has America gone, or so has the church gone. But I'll flip that backwards. So the church is gone, so has America's gone. Because we're not solid, there goes our country. Y'all hearing me, yes or no? Okay, so apostasy is a deliberate turning away from the faith. You can say what you want, but if the Bible says one thing, but you believe another, you deliberately choose to do that. Y'all hearing me today? You're like, wow, he's beating me up today on Palm Sunday. Here it is, Palm Sunday. Jesus Christ comes in on Palm Sunday. And what did the crowd say? Hosanna. Save now. Okay? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And four days later, they're crucified him. Guys, if anything, the church today, we ought to stand. We ought not be crucifying Jesus four days later. Okay? We ought not be turning away from the faith four days later. 
Y'all hearing me, yes or no? He went all the way. We need to stay steady. The book of Jude is talking about that. So what have we learned so far? Well, we've said there's a problem. That was one of the messages, recognize the problem. Last week's message was remember some history. We went over three or four little history lessons that Jude gives us, and they were stern. Basically, God's judgment, okay? So today, let's keep moving forward with, say that with me one more time. Realize the what? The danger. Now, the book of Jude is an odd book. If you just read the book of Jude real fast, you're going to go, wow, what was that? I didn't get hardly any of that, okay? So I'm going to try to break it down for you, but I'm not going to take forever. All right? So let's, let's, we're going to break it down a little bit. So to depart and turn away from the faith, to depart and turn away from the faith, that's apostasy. That's what Jude is warning us as a church. Don't do that. Don't depart from your faith. Okay? That doesn't mean you're ugly to other people. It doesn't mean you're mean to other people who have a different view. But why? Because they got a different view. You're going to change your view to accommodate their view, and therefore you disobey God's Word. Is that what you're going to do? I'm not going to be weak like that. Sorry. Okay? I can still be kind. I don't have to say, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll worship your God. No, I'm not. Hello, y'all okay? Say. All right? So, so to depart and turn away from the faith is a rejection. When you depart and turn away from the faith, it's a rejection. Say this out loud with me. Of what? God's divine authority. I don't care what you say, God. I know you wrote it down, but so what? I choose to do what I want to do. I choose to believe what I want to believe. That is a a rejection of God's divine authority. That's what this little book is talking about. And Jew says it happens in three ways. Now we're going to go to some more scripture. And they're sort of strange. And we're going to look at them. Get ready for strange. Verse 8, likewise, talking about rejecting God's divine authority, apostasy, turning away from the faith. Likewise, also these what? Filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Wow. I mean, like I'm saying, if you're just reading this really quick, you're going to go, what? Keep looking. So, There's several things that's said in that verse. They or we are delusional. Filthy dreamers means to live in a dream world of unreality and delusion. If you think you're going to get to heaven by believing anything other than Jesus Christ, you're dreaming. You're delusional. Are you listening to me? You're a filthy dreamer. That's what Jude says. Hello? Say That's it. I mean, that's pretty tough talk right there. You're delusional. Number two, they, we, I put we there because I think we do this. And I put myself right up there. This is a warning for Clark as well. They, we are defiling. Defiling the flesh in that verse means to live free and disobey God's what? Law as one what? Pleases. Okay? That's defiling. When you and I say, well, you know, whatever, This is what I want to do. But God's Word says this. Well, you know what Jude says? That's a form of apostasy. That's defiling. That's tough, isn't it? Say, I can't build a strong church if I talk like this, can I? I believe I can. Amen? We need help. I I, I love you, but I don't want every Sunday you come, I'm just going to pat you on the head. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. We don't do that on the ball field, do we, son? Y'all just good. Y'all just good. No practice today. Y'all good. Y'all good. You get your tail beats what's going to happen. 
You try to fight the devil without being strong in the word and strong in your faith, and you're going to get your tail beat. Amen? Come on. Jude, number three, they or we are divisive. All this from verse 8, speak evil of dignities. Speak evil means to what? To blaspheme. Keep looking. A person blasphemes God. Now listen, when he takes God's word, what? Lightly. Or when he deliberately defies God to judge him. I'll do what I want to. Whatever. Whatever the consequences are. That is not a good place to be. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Strong message today. Psalm says they set their mouth against the heavens. Their tongue walks through the earth. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Even Michael the archangel didn't do this when he fought the devil. Now this is a little strange too. We're going to keep looking at Scripture in Jude. So here we're talking about... uh, Turning from God, and, and so many times we fight the devil and we turn away from the Lord. That's when, we, that's when we lose our faith, we lose our confidence in the Lord, when bad things happen. I'm going to segue a little bit. I might get lost in the message here, but I'll do my best to come back in a minute. Amen. Let's see how we do. I'm going to share this story in the next hour. But so often when hard times come in our life, that, that can be the turning point of our belief in the Lord. Y'all hear me? Does that make any sense? Why did God let this happen? That's the title of my next message in the next hour. God, why did you let this happen? But it applies also right now because apostasy, how does it happen? Well, many times it happens when we, when we have encounters with the devil and we're fighting him and life is just hard. So last Sunday, I thought, well, I'm going to shoot on up to Carolina and take me a few days with my brother. And I got a little farm place up there and I'm going to just get out there and work and piddle and just calm down. And so... I left after church, and I get in my car, and I usually stop at Brunswick, you know, or Kingsland right there. A lot of y'all do that. Get out of Florida and get a hotel. Because I was exhausted from last weekend, but, you know, I was feeling pretty good. And I thought, well, I'll go on to Brunswick. I was feeling good still. About 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I guess, at night. And then Darien's exit 49. I like Darien. I might go there, and I'm feeling good there. And like a fool, I just kept going, you know. And uh, so then I get about to South, uh, I get to South Carolina near Charleston called Point South, exit 33. And I go, man, I got to get a hotel. So I see a Best Western. Looks good. So I go in that, get in the Best Western. Hang in here with me if you're about to go to sleep on me. I get in the Best Western. It's about midnight, 1130 something. And there's somebody in front of me at this hour of the night. Are you kidding me? And she needs two rooms that adjoin and the poor lady behind the desk, she ain't never done these rooms before, it doesn't look like. You know, she's new. So she's trying to look for the whole hotel, trying to find two rooms that adjoin. And I'm standing there for 15 minutes. And so basically I leave. I was nice. There's other hotels there. Okay? So I leave the Best Western. And I see a red roof in. And it looks newer. That's a key. Okay? So I go to the red roof in. And I go right there, boom, talk with a lady, has an accent, sounds like she's from Australia. Looks like she's had a pretty rough life. I talk to her for just a moment. I get done. Well, God bless you. And I hear as I'm turning, well, me and God aren't on speaking terms these days. 
And I'm like, So I turned around, and for the next 30 minutes, I talked with her, even though I'm tired. But she looked at me, and she said, my 19-year-old son was shot 12 times by a gang in an initiation 10 months ago. Well, she didn't know she was talking to somebody whose mother was murdered, shot six times. And so I talked to her, and she was not a person who did not have faith. She was a person who had, who had been beat up pretty hard, and she had turned. And so over the next 30 minutes, I was able to help her turn back. And she, and she felt it, and we prayed, you know, it was beautiful together. And, she, and I explained to her that God's not a bad God, and she agreed, and she got back on board. Amen? That was a good thing. Praise the Lord. Come on. It's a good thing. So, story ain't over. I go to my room. I'm at exit 33. I text Kim. I'm at exit 33 in case I die somewhere. I want somebody to know where I'm at. I take a hot bath. I go to bed. It's about 1 o'clock. About an hour later, ding. My phone goes off. Ding. I get up. It's my builder, Alan Zirkelbach. I had mistakenly text him instead of Kim. So I flip on the light, flip on the light, hang on, flip on the light. I look at my bed. There's bugs on my bed. I've never seen a bed bug. Big as the end of my finger. I shake my pillows, there dropped another one. I shake the pillow on the other bed, dropped another one. Buddy, I'm going to tell you something. I got my clothes on. I got my bag. I was at that front desk. Now, I want the same lady. The clerk had changed by that time. So I said, look, I want my money back. I'm out of here. And I showed her my phone because I took pictures. I smushed them, too. They're full of blood. Nasty. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Y'all don't like this on Sunday, do you? Here's the point of the message. I slept the rest of the night in a rest stop. Because I knew my, my wife's car was, it was fine. Amen? Come on. Here's the point. Here's the point. I'm going to make it in the next message. I know I shared the story because I didn't want you to get left out of such a great story. But that was a divine appointment. I never, ever would have stopped at that hotel. I never, ever would have made that choice to go that exit or that red roof in. It would have never happened. It was all... You can believe what you want to. I believe there was a woman whose faith had turned. And God used me, thank you, Lord, to go and speak his word and say what's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing. And I don't believe the Lord ever intended me to spend the night there. How goofy is it me to text the wrong person? He wakes me up. I see the bugs. I get my... I'm gone. A point, a, a, you know, mission accomplished, Lord. We're out of here. Amen. Come on. Come on, man. Crazy. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Crazy story. Red roof in. Remember that right there. <laughs> How many know I'm sort of cheap anyway? 
You know, you know, you know. That's why Mitch told me, he says, Dad, on the way home, spend some money, okay? Here we go. Let's go with the. So, and this is an odd scripture, but it's just talking about verse 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. He does not bring him a railing accusation, but he said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Just, you know, a little bit of odd scripture there. It's dangerous to reject God's divine authority. Okay? When you reject God's divine authority, it's what? Delusional. Number two, it's what? Defiling. And number three, it's what? It's divisive. Okay? And even when Michael was fighting the devil, what a strange verse, but even him... He still stayed with God and, and, and didn't bring crazy accusations against the devil himself, which is odd. That, that verse just an odd verse. But the point is that he realized that, to follow the Lord, to keep in check. And so that's what he did. And you and I need to realize that as well. Just an odd verse. Jude gives us three examples. After, after explaining this to us, he gives us some examples. Again, unusual. Examples of what? Examples of apostasy. Examples of rejecting God's divine authority. Woe unto them, for they've gone the way of what? That's one example. They've ran greedily after the era of who? Balaam for reward, and they perished in the gainsaying of who? Korah. So three names come up. Delusional, number one, when you reject God's divine authority, it's you're being delusional like Cain. Cain gave a what? A bloodless. A lot of people do that today. I'm good. I'm a good person. That's a bloodless sacrifice. Hello, yes or no? Well, I give money to the church. I go to church regularly. What's that got to do with accepting the blood sacrifice of Jesus? Have you accepted the blood sacrifice on your behalf? Yes or no? Anything else is a bloodless sacrifice, and you're delusional, thinking, oh, I'm good, and I'm going to get to heaven. Yes or no? That's a little tough, isn't it? Yep, true. Defiling. Balaam. He was a money-grubbing prophet. Okay? And that's defiling. A lot of people do that. They believe that what I have, what I earn, who I am, my station in life, are you kidding me? Come on. Or they think they can live any way they want to, and God's going to just rubber stamp that, and you're going to just go to heaven. It's not happening, guys. Yes or no? Number three, divisive. Korah, the name mentioned. He rebelled against God's man, Moses, back in the day. Remember, he led a rebellion against Moses and God's plan. What does this show us? All three were judged, and God's not going to tolerate it. And that's what Jude's trying to explain to us in this little book. So a departing from and a turning away from the faith is, say it with me again, it's what? Delusional, defiling, and it is divisive. Okay? So that's what we're hearing from this man Jude today. This is how God sees it. Now he keeps going. I mean, he's really, he's hammering this point. Are y'all with me or are y'all about to fall over? He's hammering this point. He could have just said it once, but he's hammering it. He's hammering it with the fact that he made it at the beginning. Then he's hammering it with these examples, and now he's hammering it one more time. This is how God sees it. 
when we turn from Him, when we don't live for Him, when we don't believe His Word, when we believe something other than His Word. Here's what God sees. He sees it as spots in your feast. Look at the verse. These are spots in your feast of charity or love. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. He sees it as spots. Okay? Philippians 3, 2. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. He sees it as not something pure. He sees it, you know, like when you, when you have an x-ray. And it should come out clear and pure, but there's spots. There's a growth. There's some cancer. There's something going on. That's how God sees it when we let apostasy become part of who we are. Y'all listening or not? Y'all cool so far? Okay? He sees it as clouds without water. Clouds they are without water carried about with what? With winds. He sees apostasy that way. Ephesians says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with what? Every wind of what? Doctrine by the slight of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to do what? To deceive. God says don't be deceived. Okay? Keep looking. So he sees this. This is how God sees when we turn from him. And God's not, he's not, this isn't Jude picking on us. This is Jude trying to give us an insight of how God sees things. We see it as, well, you know, life was pretty tough on me, so, you know, I turned away from God. I can't tell you the number of times that people have turned from God because of a bad pastor. Or something happened to them at a church, so they never go anymore, and they don't believe anymore. What did God have to do with that? Okay? Okay? And God sees it, and, and the excuses that we make are not going to fly. And in this little book, Jude just keeps giving us pictures of how God sees what, what he's looking at here, and he, he doesn't see it as, as a good thing. Trees whose fruit withereth. This is what he sees. Verse 12 again. Trees whose fruit withers without fruit, twice what? Dead, plucked up by the what? Boy, that doesn't sound very healthy, does it? It's how God sees many people who we say we're believers, we're followers of Christ, but God's looking and going, wow, I don't see it that way. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall what? Prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall what? Shall perish. That's what Jude's saying. Guys, God sees and God knows. He knows our heart. He knows what we believe. He knows if we're with him, if we're against him. He knows if we've turned from the faith. Jude saying before that last book in the Bible, don't turn from the faith. Keep the faith. Amen? Keep looking. He sees it as raging waves of the sea. Verse 13, raging waves of the sea foaming out their own what? Shame. But the wicked are like the troubled sea. Isaiah, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt, there is no peace, saith my God, to the what? To the wicked. 
That person that says they believe or have faith, but it's not in God, they, they don't have peace. They don't have peace with God. Their life's a raging sea. Wandering stars. Like I said, if you just read this really quick, you're going to be, what is all this talking about? Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. God sees apostasy as wandering stars. That ye might be blameless, the Bible says, and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. This is what God says for us, among whom we shine as what? Lights of the world. When God looks at us, he shouldn't see us as a wandering star. He shouldn't see us like, here's the way, walk you in it, and here we are way over here, somewhere in outer space, okay? It's not, that's not what God has for us. God is God and we're not. Say that with me. God is God and we are But so often when it comes to our beliefs, we think we can just believe whatever. Well, the only problem with that is you're not God. And God has a plan, and God has a son, and God has a book, and God has a way, and he says walk in it. Amen? Say, that's the plan here. God's word is our what? It's our authority. How do you fight apostasy? Be under his divine authority and know that God's word is your authority. And believe it. A couple of weeks ago in the second message, I gave a message on Enoch. And I use this scripture. Jude, verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam. We're just walking through the book of Jude, if you didn't know that. That's what we're doing. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute what? Judgment upon all. To convince all that are what? Ungodly. Among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have what? ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against too, against God, against Him. So, some symptoms of apostasy. So we've seen how God sees it, we see what it is, and here's some symptoms of apostasy. And we're almost done because this is killing me. Okay, here we go. What does apostasy look like? People that have turned from the faith are people that say they're of the faith, but aren't. These are murmurers, complainers. There's no, I, for years, I've always th- thought this. A Christian, when I meet them and I talk to them, they're complaining. It just rubs me the wrong way. Does it rub you the wrong way? It rubs me the wrong way. It's like complaining. I love Jesus, but complaining, complaining. Com- oh, wow, I want that. It's not a light. It's dark, man. I'm not saying we don't complain sometimes. We don't have issues. I understand that. But if this is your nature, this is your character, but you're a follower of Christ, or you're a murmurer, excuse me, y'all listening or not, you murmur and you talk about other folks and behind people's back, but I'm a believer of Jesus. You're a departer of the faith. It's horrible. Walking after their own what? Lust. Their mouth speaks great swelling what? Words. Having men's persons and admiration because of advantage. So what does, symptom, what does apostasy look like according to Jude? Murmuring. This is for all of us, guys. This is for me. Gary, where are you at? How's your life? Well, murmuring. Is that there? And complaining. Pride. Full of yourself. Arrogance. These are, these are signs and some symptoms that we might have a problem. Y'all hearing me? 
Dr. Jude helping us today? God's Word says it's going to be this way in the what? In the last days. Do I know these are the last days? Well, I believe they are. I believe I'm going to live like they are. I don't know. This could be my last day. <laughs> Amen. Could be your last day. But I know in my life, and I'm 50, I'll be 54, and I've been a Christian since I was 16, and I got active when I was about 17, pretty solid for all those years now. I've definitely seen a turning away of many uh, from the faith in our world. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed sometimes when I turn on Christian TV and I hear things that are absolutely a turning away from the, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you all listening? And I had the TV guy here a few weeks ago. How many remember him? He knows how I feel about it. And yet he invited me. He wants me to come down and do a show with him. I said, are you sure you want me down there? You know, with the other ten preachers, because it might get ugly. Amen. It might get ugly. But, hey, guys, come on. Truth is truth. Realize the danger. That's what, that's what Jude is saying. Realize the dangers. Some don't bees. Don't be delusional. Don't be delusional. Don't think that I'm a good person. I'm going to go to heaven. One day there's going to be a scale in heaven. And my good works, if they outweigh my bad works, I'm going to go to heaven. That's delusional. There's none good, no, not one. Our righteousness is as what? Filthy rags. All have sinned and come short of the what? Glory of God. Don't compare yourself to me. Compare yourself to Him. And you come up short. Don't be delusional. Number two, don't be defiling. Don't be defiling. Okay? What God's Word says is the truth. It's the best for your life. Obey Him. Follow Him. Live for Him. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect. Okay? But you know the difference, don't you say? When you say, see the Word, this is what the Word said, and you say, well, screw that. Excuse me. Amen. That's how God sees it. Number three, don't be divisive. Okay? And uh, you know, we can say a lot about that, but I think Jude already did it. So there we go. Some don't bees. Some do bees. Some do bees. Do be what? Do be sincere in your faith. How do you fight apostasy? Do be sincere. Don't be a fraud. God sees. He sees if it's a spot. He sees if it's pure, if it's not. Do be sincere. Do be what? Do be grounded. This is a message on grounding today. You might say, wow, that was heavy today. Well, that's what, that's what grounding messages feel like. They feel heavy. And they feel hard. They feel convicting. And, wow, he's mad at me. I'm not mad at you. just feels that way. I love you. I flat out love you. Why would I get up on stage and talk like this if I didn't love you? You know what I'm saying? I want you to have a, a good life. I want you to live for God. I want you to love the Lord. I want, I want you to be able to pray and know that, man, my prayers are getting through. Amen. Come on, guys. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Here we go. And do be fruitful. Do be fruitful. Don't be as a star in outer darkness way over there where somebody couldn't see it because it's so nutty. Be, shine as those lights that God has called us to be. Amen. And be fruitful. And do be what? Humble, has no place in our life. You start to get full of yourself, pride, arrogance, don't be surprised if you're off in apostasy. Okay? And do be what? To be useful, useful to the Lord, to his kingdom, to others, and loving and caring for people. Do some encouraging. 
Encourage others in the faith. That's what I've been trying to do today. Encourage others with your what? Why do I serve so I can earn my way to heaven? No, I serve because others need to be served. I serve because I want to honor him. I serve because it's an encouragement. I was so encouraged yesterday when I went to the uh, extravaganza yesterday, and I saw all the workers. Wow! And they didn't need me at all. And I could just walk, and I could put my arms around people and love on people, and I could walk along with the sheriff or whoever, and I could just talk. I could go over here. I was freed up. Why? Because of your service. It was beautiful, and it encouraged my heart, and it encouraged everybody that came. We're to encourage others in what? No place for murmuring. Okay? No place for murmuring in our life. I know times that we complain, and I know that's, that happens to be normal in certain situations, but we need to watch that. Yes or no? Come on. This is, this is God trying to help us. Do some remembering. Remember who gave us God's word. But, beloved, remember, you, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who gave us the words? The apostles, men of God, gave us these words. These aren't, these aren't false words that we're reading in the Bible. These are God's holy words. Peter says it this way. We've not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his what? Of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard. That's what you're reading. You're hearing men who were there with Jesus. You're hearing men who walked with God when we were with him in the Holy Mount. This is our Bible, guys. We have also a more sure word of what? Prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. Knowing this, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God did what? Spake as they were what? Moved by who? The Holy Ghost. That's what you hold in your hand. Do not depart from that book. Y'all hearing me today? Amen. I'm driving it home. Remember what they said. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last days. Jude says this. Who should walk after their own ungodly lust. There'll be mockers of what I do and of what we believe in the last days. So be it. Okay? God help me not to be turned aside, but to keep following and doing the right thing and listening to the Lord and believing his word. Guys, I'm asking you to join me and double down and, and get your faith solid in the Lord. And if you've got decisions you need to make in your life or you, you've not been doing what's right with God, get right with God. Do the right thing. Why wouldn't you? He loves you to pieces. That's the right way to walk, and we need you. Remember why they said it. Verse 19, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit. What's that word mean? Keep looking. Satan wants us divided. Just push me, Raj. Satan wants us what? Sensual. What does that word mean? It means soulish. Give me the other one underneath it. There's another word. It's the opposite of spiritual. Apostasy is when we just get to the place where we do what we think. Just inside of us what we think. 
But we're not spiritual, guys. We have the Holy Spirit, the living God, who lives inside of us. We need to be spiritual. Say that with me. We need to be spiritual and not just soulish and not just fleshly. I struggle with the flesh, but I need the Spirit. I want to stay on the right path. Yes or no? Come on, guys. Satan wants us to fight each other. He wants us to rely on our own what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he wants. And that's utter failure when we do that. Prove him wrong. Keep looking. Realize the danger. Are we good, Rog? Good. We're going to quit right there. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. I'm wore out. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's do a little test. How many never, ever, ever in your whole life ever heard a study in the book of Jude? Can I see your hands? Well, good. That's, that's, like, that's like half or two-thirds of our audience. That's a good thing. Amen. Come on. Let's stand on up. Amen. There's 66 books in the Bible, and you're about to have completed one of them. Amen. Come on. I got one more, one more lesson on this book. Next Sunday's Easter, and we'll have some different messages, of course, on Easter Sunday morning, but then we'll pick this one up and we'll finish it. Amen.